Good evening and welcome to What Should I Do Next, a weekly podcast that addresses situational and physical life challenges that impact our overall well-being, interpersonal relationships, and life goals. The podcast is to identify and discuss, share and empower, improve outcomes, and have fun. I am your host, Lolita Carter, a nurse practitioner, clinical educator, and behavioral health specialist. I am going to talk about in episode three, which is today, something that's near and dear to me, and that is the art of nursing. And we've been talking about, and you've been hearing about, COVID in terms of the various uh, restrictions and the various numbers and the various hospitalizations. And though there's been some dialogue in the media about nurses, but I really want to dedicate this particular S, um, episode to boots on the ground, those in the trenches, and that is the nurse. And particularly this episode is called Nursing, Redefined in the Era of COVID. I am pleased to have and excited to have um, Dr. Rhonda L. Draper, who is an educator, she's a professional nurse, and I'm going to let her kind of introduce herself along with her um, credentials in one moment. But I just want to, before we begin, define the concept or the definition of nursing. A nurse is a person trained to care for the sick or an infirmed. A professional nurse means that an individual is licensed and you have RNs, LPNs. And the scope of practice includes teaching, direction, and supervision. And most importantly, it's the compassion that's demonstrated and meeting comprehensive needs. With no further ado, I'd like to introduce the guest of the hour, Dr. Rhonda L. Draper. Welcome, Rhonda. How are you? I am doing very well, Lolita. It's a pleasure and an honor to join you in your podcast today. Thank you. Can you just please give us a little bit of background about yourself, including your credentials? Um, I am a graduate of Case Western Reserve University, Francis Payne Bolton School of Nursing. Um, I attended there and received my doctorate in nursing. Um, prior to that, I practiced as a psychiatric social worker. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in social work and graduate hours towards my MSW. Um, I've worked as a, in nursing for 36 years, uh, 22 years as an educator. I was a clinical instructor and assistant professor of nursing at my alma mater, Case Western Reserve. And I continue today to practice um, in the clinical setting. Um, I have practiced in psychiatric nursing, pediatric nursing, critical care nursing, palliative care and oncology nursing, medical surgical nursing, um, home care. Um, I have a very diverse background, obviously, and obstetrical nursing as well. Wow. So I have I'm very passionate about nursing. Mm. I truly feel it is my uh, calling in life. Well, if there was a Webster's Dictionary pictorial person of nursing, I think you'd be it. Congrats to you. But I also hear another fact about you in terms of religion. Can you speak to that, please? I'm also a licensed uh, minister um, and 
I believe in integrating spiritual care into my clinical practice. Um, and I look at it, regard it more as holistic nursing practice. It's addressing the mind, the body, and the spirit of the individual. Well, it sounds like you tro- you hold true to the, the definition of nursing. And you've spoken to your length of nursing, but at present, where are you practicing as a nurse? Um, I am very pleased and honored to practice with the Veterans Health Administration at the Veterans Hospital located in Cleveland, Ohio. And I am in clinical practice there. I'm in the float pool and my practice includes um, surgical nursing, medical nursing, spinal cord nursing, um, the the, uh, progressive care unit, the critical care units, and presently it's the COVID units that I'm practicing in. Wow. And I also also happen to be a veteran myself, and that's why it's such an honor to work there. Um, I was in the Army Nurses Reserves as a first lieutenant for 10 years. Well, thank you not only for your service as a vet, but also providing compassionate medical and spiritual care to our vets. But here's the question, because we're talking about redefining nursing in the era of COVID. In your setting now, how has the surge in COVID impact nursing as you see it How on your floor or within your setting? Can you speak to that? Um, at present, uh, we're at a, and we're operating in crisis mode, and that's because there's been a major shift in um, the staffing of the hospital. Uh, many bedside nurses are now leaving the bedside uh, for the more lucrative uh, opportunities as travel nurses. And so, therefore, those who are remain in the trenches, as you said, Lolita, are bearing the burden, and it has become very um, stressful, stressful to manage mm-hmm. with fewer nurses and more acutely ill patients. Okay. So, to that point, because there's literature that talks about not only burnout, um, there's like 34% burnout during this particular COVID time within the nursing community. I have a question for you. Did you get mm-hmm. COVID? Did you get COVID? I did. Um, at the beginning of the uh, COVID surge, uh, late night 2019 to the beginning of 2000. I'm sorry, 2020, um, when the when COVID was basically some um, new, acute, stressful situation, not only for uh, the lay people but also for the medical profession and nursing profession, um, the the whole hospital was revamped, and they were basically. I look at it as more everything was on, uh, can we stop there? I'm trying to think. Just keep going. Just keep going. That's okay. You're fine. You're fine. All right. Let me, let me stop then. Now I have to stop. Hold on. I got to go back. Yeah. I did, 
develop COVID symptoms. And at first, I was actually working on the COVID ward. And at first, I thought it was bronchitis because I've had a history of bronchitis. And but the symptoms started to worsen. Um, I took off from work the following day, uh, went to urgent care and was tested. And they said within 24 hours, we'll notify you. When I got the results that I was positive, I was floored. Um, I was in a state of shock. It's like, how could this happen to me? Um, now, mind you, I've been taking care of COVID patients for months at, at that point, wearing all of the PPE. Um, and that's why, it, you know, it's so shocking that, uh, that I also now was positive for COVID. Wow. So here's the crux because this is the name of the podcast. What did you do next? First, emotionally, you said you were floored, but you were been taking care of these patients. You're the nurse who's compassionate. You're the minister who provides spiritual support as well. But now it's me. It's me. Oh, Lord. Now, what did you do? I'm excited to hear. Uh, I became quite ill. Um, I uh, became, uh, I had the, the initial body aches, the chills, the loss of appetite, the loss of physical strength, um, really was unable to function other than to do anything other than the bare minimum to take care of myself. And it just so happens that my son also became ill at the same time. So I had to take care of him because he had a fever of 104.3 for approximately two weeks. So not only did I have to take care of my, try to take care of myself, I also had to take care of my son. And that's when I relied on my spiritual strength, um, prayer. Um, and it, it come, there comes a time in life where everything that you have heard, everything you have heard in church, everything that you've read in the Bible, now it comes into fruition. And now not only have you uh, heard it, but now you've got to put it into practice. And that's what sustained me. Um, the strength that I got through prayer and reading the Bible and just actually practicing the faith that I had been taught was what sustained me. And also my family support, my mother who called me every, multiple times a day, who prepared food for me, my family members who would call and check on me and brought food to my door. And these are all the things that I've been doing for other people. I've been caring for other people, taking food to people, my coworkers, and now I am the recipient. So it, it went full circle. I gave of myself and I gave of my resources to others. I gave spiritual care to others. And now at this point in my life, when I am very ill and in need of support and help, it came back to me. So which I'm very grateful. That's awesome. So what you did next is you relied on that spiritual part, which every nurse should be trying to help patients tap into because each one of us have a spiritual belief. I believe each one of us. So, and that's impressive. So once you recovered, how did you redefine nursing for you? Um, once you've experienced that type of, of illness, and I was actually um, unable to return to work for two months uh, because of the, the generalized weakness that I had and weight loss. 
So I wasn't able to return to work for two months. And once I did return, I had a new perspective on the difficulties that our patients experience, the physical and the emotional, because I also experienced without actually succumbing to it, but I had patients who, uh, you know, express feelings of depression, feelings of isolation, feelings of, of despair. Um, but I, I had was able to combat those feelings by drawing on my spiritual resources and my, you know, communing with God and prayer and reading the Bible. And that's what helped me combat those feelings. So I could relate to the patients and I had an even greater, um, desire to help support them and care for them holistically, their mind, their body, and their spirit as they were dealing with COVID. So it sounds like to me, you redefine nursing in the area in the era of COVID as being more holistic. Is Absolutely. that correct? Okay. But what are you actually seeing by other nurses in the profession? Uh, nurses at this point are dealing with burnout. Um, they are being deme- the demand on their their bodies and their minds and their skills are tremendous. Um, the hospital where I'm presently employed, the Veterans Health Administration, the nurses are sometimes required to work 16-hour shifts because they're just not enough staff to care for. Um, the number of patients that we have. Um, the nurses are overwhelmed. Um, they try, I, I do, there, there is the camaraderie, but there's also, and I've experienced this, a sense of abandonment because so many nurses are leaving and have left to pursue the lucrative uh, opportunities of travel nursing. But those who are left behind to care for the patients at these these particular hospitals are experiencing the feeling of, you know, how much more can we do and how much more of this can we bear? Okay. Wow. So it sounds like the main factors you see for burnout are obviously the perceived threat if they think they're going to get COVID. So they're running. Um, The fact that they have long working hours and in a quarantine area, is that pretty much accurate? That's very accurate, but there's also, there. it's not just COVID. You also have the medical floors, the surgical floors, the spinal cord floors, the psychiatric areas, but nurses are being shifted now from, say, for instance, if they started on a medical surgical floor, they may be detailed or sent to a COVID area because that's where the greatest greatest staffing need is. And so mm-hmm. you're no longer in a comfort zone. There is no comfort zone in nursing at this point. There is no comfort zone. So being redefined is no comfort zone. And and be no redefined is meaning that they're being expanded beyond um, their, their and I won't say their knowledge base because a nurse is very knowledgeable, but they're being expanded to the point they're putting 
they have their own fears. Because remember, nurses are human. So they're exposed to the same media, to the same family members, to the same social situations that others, except we have to rise to the occasion because, of course, I'm a nurse as well. And we have to provide what? What was stated. We have to provide the care to the sick and the infirmed. And we have to provide teaching and direction. And so what you're saying is sometimes nurses are now just are not even meeting their own needs. It sounds like you met your needs. So what did you do next? You tapped into your spiritual well, if you will, and you met your need. But what would you tell nurses to do now? What would you tell them to do to support themselves, to help themselves, to empower themselves, and to stay planted so that it can become stronger? What would you tell them to do? Self-care is absolutely essential at this point. Self-care means that you must be aware of your meeting your dietary needs and and not just eating on the run and ordering fast food nutritious uh, food that's going to nourish your body vitamin supplements plenty of water sleep as much as possible rest when you can um, and then also your own spiritual needs, because you are a you have a mind, you have a body, and you have a spirit. And to neglect either one of those factors means that you're no longer a whole person and able to meet the needs of another person. So you have to also make a, be aware that you have spiritual needs also. And what I do is I try to offer as much support and care and show concern to my coworkers. If it's an embrace, I embrace them. If it's, you know, touch, you know, rubbing their back, you know, massaging their neck, if, if they, if that's what they, you know, are, are in need of at that time. If the one of them, I remember one nurse was saying, my neck is hurting, my shoulder is hurting. So I just started to lightly massage and she responded to that so well. And then offering to assist another, your coworker. So I think teamwork, support, and camaraderie is absolutely essential at this point because no man is an island, no nurse is an island, and without helping each other, when you see one going down, it hopefully the others will have the innate desire to go and support their coworker because it's going to cause it, what goes around comes around. There's going to be a time when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I need someone to jump in and help me. So I'm always on the, uh, the lookout. If I see a coworker who's having a rough time, I don't care how difficult my assignment is. I'm going to try my best to offer assistance to that person. And, and to, I think that's also a major factor right now is supporting each other, taking care of oneself, and then supporting each other as we go through this crisis, this time of crisis in healthcare. So it sounds like nursing can be defined now by saying nursing equals supporting within the sisterhood and or brotherhood because we have male nurses. So support. I think nursing should be should defined by support within the profession. How about that? That's what Absolutely. we should do next is support one and each other. Next, Absolutely. support yourself by doing all of those nice, like, bullet point things that you talked about. Very important. But I think also, I'd add to that, you know, cry out, not only spiritually, but cry out to, let's say, administration and say, we are overwhelmed. 
I think that's also important to say that. And I think Absolutely. they hear it. I think they, they'll hear the cry. I think they'll hear the cry. Absolutely. All right. So where would you like to see nursing moving forward? Where would you like to see that? And this time, and this time, and this time. In uh, this time, it, in order for us to survive, be, <laughs> in order for us to survive and to be able to provide the best possible care to our patients and to those who are in such dire need of care, um, it's important that we maintain, number one, a solid knowledge base, um, and that is increase your learning about virology, immunology, pharmacology, um, pay attention to the science as it's presented to you so that you're knowledgeable, that you don't feed into the social media um, Blitz. misinformation, yes. <laughs> that you don't prepare, and that you can provide accurate and correct information to counter all of the misinformation. So you need to, we need to be well informed as well. Exactly. And to be able again to teach and to correct and to provide direction. The variants, those who have been vaccinated will have a, le a milder case should they develop or contract the virus the variant, they tend to do much better and they will have a milder case, fewer symptoms than those who are unvaccinated. So to be able to under to, to explain that and to counter all the misinformation, for instance, the vaccines aren't doing any good. See, we got, you got sick again. That's misinformation. And that also can lead to um, others disregarding the science and the information that can be life-saving. Well, Dr. Draper, I want to is that we need to really, really improve on our spiritual care or our holistic care when it comes to patient care. Because Absolutely. that's the one thing that is very complementary to the medication, to the bed change, to the, to the IVs, is being able to speak a word of peace and that'll get their soul at rest while they're going through their treatment. Dr. Draper, I thank you so much. You're an awesome. I hope that I can also have you on as a guest again. I would love to participate in your podcast again. It's been an honor, and I have so enjoyed sharing with you, Lolita. You are, uh, I, am, I am really pleased that to see you progress to this point where your knowledge base is such expansive that you are now able to share it in this capacity on a podcast. Well, thank, thank you. And fun fact to all of my listeners, and as we've all been listening so attentively and being informed, fun fact, Ron, Dr. Draper is my older sister. Love you, Rhonda. <laughs> Love you too, Lisa. <laughs> All right, thank you, and you have a great evening. Goodbye, all. Thank you. Bye.